Thank you for listening to episode one. In episode two, Maya, my dear wife, and I talk about what Christmas and Christ means after she started to follow Jesus Christ. Enjoy the episode. Take a listen. Welcome back to uh, episode two. And I am in conversation with my dear wife, Maya. We're talking about how she sees Christmas or how she saw Christmas before she became a follower of Christ and how she now sees Christmas as a follower of Christ. So we're doing part two here, um, Mama, where we're going to talk about how you see Christmas now after you know, many years of following Jesus Christ and going through ups and downs in your own life and, you know, seeing our kids come through and <laughs> how they see Christmas. And so I want to process a little bit with you around that. So talk about the first time that you you understood what this message was about. I don't know if you remember, but if you can recollect all oh, the first seasons, right? First kind of times when you came up, you... You understood what this meant to you, to the world, and you know to our lives. So it's it's funny. I remember the first few seasons. Um, you know, seasons is what I'm saying is because uh, first few Christmases. I don't know. Probably the first three Christmases. It was a little weird because I had become a believer, and uh, it was awkward for my friends, they weren't sure <laughs> whether to wish me or not. Um, it was probably because they were also in denial that I had uh, accepted Christ and they were uh, disappointed as well. And I had challenges with my friends as well as my family. And um, none of them would wish me uh, Merry Christmas. That's funny. But uh, but that's that was absolutely fine because for me, uh, it was more important that um, people would do so with that genuine understanding of, you know, why we are wishing someone a Merry Christmas. Uh, and, um, you know, for me, I think the focus was not on just the celebration, the physical outward celebration, but uh, to remember what uh, the Lord had, has done for us. Um, and... Over the years, I have realized I'm not able to get myself um, to fully accept the style of uh, celebrations in the world. <laughs> I'm not able to. So it's like it, I have to really drag my feet to, okay, now we do a Christmas tree because of the girls. Again, it's if given given a choice, I don't think I would do a Christmas tree. I'd rather... We light. never did. <laughs> we, we never did when, when we got came, married, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I'd rather do things like light candles or light lamps and just as a as a little gesture of uh, probably a tiny message that says that the light of the world mm. stepped into darkness. Mm. For me, that is the basic message of Christmas and um, what the Lord um, decided to do in Genesis with the earth. Um, he created light because there was darkness uh, ruling over the you know face of the earth. Um, for me, that is the parallel that I see with Christmas. Mm. So I'd rather do things like that and 
uh, sit and um, you know teach the children um, the significance of Christmas um, and um, also probably um, if I were to do an outward um, work you know from the faith that I have as I think James says um, mm. you know it's an outpouring of our hearts um, you know help people out that I need just just a charity or just go there do the work for the people rather than just you know send the money and let somebody else do it kind of a thing mm. yeah I mean that there was something that is very interesting in the Hindu uh, I don't know I, I don't know if I want to call it a Hindu thing but at least our family would do things like um, go to you know the uh, the home for the elderly or an orphanage and feed the children there or the elderly there and be with them spend time with them but sadly that used to be like once a year um, you know during one of the family members birthday or an anniversary or things like that right so but right. yeah it's important to have that outward uh, community giving kind of an approach during Christmas. Yeah, this year, this year is going to be tough for yes. many people, right? Yes. Um, you know, not just in here, right? Not just in the U.S., but across the globe. Um, I know you have some connections with some of the missions work that happens and, and how people are struggling for yes. one square meal, right? Yes. Um, in different countries, especially in poor countries. We know in India... Yes, that that's it's a tough, tough season, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and 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 so the ones that have have a lot, the ones that don't have have nothing, and and there seems to be kind of a contrast, right? Between and we shouldn't forget the ones that are struggling between these two extremes, are struggling to make sure that their families are involved in the celebration. Of Christmas. Why I call it a struggling is because there's a societal pressure which is very sad. You know, um, because we give the season, um, I would say, to an extent where we're spending so much of money, right? Getting things, doing this, doing that. Have you done, you know, your cookies? Have you, um, um, you know, sent out gifts? Have you sent out cards? There's just so much around it that we forget that many people are not able to do that. But then that, that is the kind of message that goes around um, among societies and among in the social media. And it's like an undue pressure that goes in the, those, those families that are in between saying that, oh, I too need to do that, right? Yeah. Instead, if, if and if only they could have had the blessing and the security of knowing that this is not about it's it's this is definitely not christmas right. you know and it's yeah. christmas is we make it up, we, we make it about christmas but it essentially need it's yeah not exactly. be in the as part of the package of that comes with the season right? exactly. we don't have to go remember yeah i think it'd be interesting for <laughs> for people is here who have when we made our girls write down what they got for the year. Mm -hmm. Nia was, um, um, just, she was sad because she couldn't get a gift, mm -hmm. one of the gifts, mm -hmm. 
that she was after and I was I was truly angry actually I was pissed <laughs> I heard a voice in my head say go take a shower I was about to go take a shower by then I go take a shower and so I went into the showers like fuming saying this girl's got so much mm-hmm. and she's unhappy that she's not getting one of the many items that she wants we was not on the list but this is an ad hoc request that's coming to Santa now and um <laughs> I was angry actually when I, when I went into the shower you know uh, god reminded me of the song you know count your many blessings name actually I started to sing that song mm-hmm. count your many blessings mm-hmm. name them one by one and when I came out that's what you know I think you yes. were there and we asked her write down what you got this year and I think she when she started to write down she understood what she was asking was really outrageous mm-hmm. given the fact that she personally i'm not even comparing her to other people um got so much mm-hmm. this year right mm-hmm. and <clears throat> and so how do we kind of take the revelry which is undue pressure mm-hmm. look at the real reason which is jesus being born into this world like you and i mm-hmm. that we have now hope in him to be able to live this life in the hope that we will follow him through not just in this world but into heaven um and then how do we be grateful and show gratitude this season for all that we have and then we share with the ones that do not have hmm. i think uh, as christians i i i would respond to that question as a christian my personal responsibility here is to first go back to the scriptures and sit down and understand the scriptures uh meditate on it uh in prayer ask for wisdom from god um and then go about um doing what you know the, the lord is leading me to do um the problem with this so much of revel- you know the celebration that's happening around is because i think i forget the fact that i have god with me and i do not have to prove to the world that oh i'm doing 10 things to celebrate this season and um as a parent also i think it's my responsibility to um study and understand the height and the depth uh of the love of Christ for us and uh when we are secure in that i think the actions that come out will be absolutely uh beautiful and it will be multiplied by the lord so when i say actions again i'm referring to you know maybe just going and spending it spending this time with a family that uh, has probably lost their loved ones or a person that's celebrating it alone of course with all of the social distancing and or you know whatever um, protocols that we need to uh, maintain and follow yeah but um that's that is what i feel we as christians have really forgotten the word of god and the scriptures yeah yeah it is it is tough for for many and and this year has really tested us right yes this really and this year in fact there is more reason for us to do that in fact uh, you know i was just sharing with you uh, half an hour back right we uh, 
the 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 more years go by the closer we are to the second coming of the lord mm -hmm. and are we actually fasting or feasting it's getting i think the feasting is getting more than fasting and sitting and getting our people together and praying and um, you know just involving our children also in that activity um i don't know why there is that differentiation again you know when it comes to prayer when it comes to um being together sitting together um children need to be put separately i do not agree with that um it's not healthy for them because the lord says teach them tell them of my goodness um recount my blessings to them recount uh, my goodness to them and when we do that i think uh, the way we look at this season will be different Yeah, you you mentioned, <clears throat> excuse me, God with us. Yes. Emmanuel, right? Yes. I mean, that's one of the words, names of uh, Jesus, Emmanuel, God with us. So you know, explain a little bit about what does that mean to you? I think um, he he. has always been with me but now i belong to him after the after the revelation that i've had of him being um not only my savior but my lord i belong to him um he for me is um a father who looks at me lovingly and who has you know just taken me into his fold and that sense of belongingness is just is indescribable but it is true and that's what is important for all of us to realize this season so it is different from your religious experience previously to know that god can be with you absolutely my previous experience was about being um not being worthy of um uh, being accepted by god um there there was a constant uh need and pressure i felt to please gods to please the gods that i i was worshiping to uh you know <laughs> be able to enter the be be mindful of the time that i enter the temple um to be to be doing certain things um to be um you know very careful of the way i did everything um it was all about uh, a certain routine and a certain expectation that the gods have of me that was what i was taught and um there was no constant uh what do you say constant fellowship that was possible because there is that demarcation right the physical demarcation of, because we had a temple in our house and we you cannot go for instance near the temple with your footwear on you have to and that's why we we don't we leave our footwear outside the house completely because you are entering into a house that has a temple so um it has to be 
of course it's explained as oh it's hygiene you know you know you need to yes it is hygiene definitely but you cannot uh, there's a significance yes the significance is that you are entering into the presence of one of the gods mm-hmm. so there was always constantly that tension of i need to do what i'm doing right otherwise i'm going to displease the gods and then uh, i will face what i need to face there is uh, there is a consequence to it but now i mean with with uh, jesus it was completely different he asked me to come to him and then he takes me through the journey of sanctification it is not that he's asked me to come to him clean right so the unworthiness factor still remains but the acceptance factor is not clean up then come right now right the the unworthiness factor is i would say it's i don't know how to probably word this but it's in a different dimension mm-hmm. um i would say the unworthiness is something that i'm grateful for uh because i realize that despite my unworthiness the lord accepts me right right but that was not the case in the previous you could uh, make do some of the unworthiness yes. please god yes but i need to continuously do it correct right yeah but you could remove some of that unworthiness by your good works yes by actions yes right yes but jesus also says you you can't clean up exactly <laughs> exactly so i have to be completely dependent on him this is lord this is me mhm and he says okay but i'm not going to leave you like that yes. right he's going to yes. take you in and make you like me that's yes. that. i mean jesus saying i will make you like me essentially yes. right yes. follow me so what is it meant then to accept this gift i'm sure the gift didn't come free right <laughs> <laughs> no definitely not what's the yeah. price you have had to pay first of all rejection uh humiliation um and um you know relationships broke um you know um especially the closest ones uh because of disappointment uh you know people were my family was extremely disappointed i that i was bringing them shame and dishonor and uh um they were just they could not wrap their head around how i could embrace another ideology according to them in their in their minds it's an it's another ideology mm. um and i think over the years they have realized that my goodness this is not actually an ideology for her and they too have moved to a point of realizing somewhere that there are cracks in that understanding of the the ideology of uh christianity <laughs> uh, their understanding of the ideology of christianity yeah yeah I, what i meant to say was the the gift is free the gift that jesus gave and gives to us is free yes but accepting that gift will cost that's what that's i was trying right. that's, that's what right. i was trying to say so when you accepted that gift which was given to you yes. freely and to yes. me freely 
the acceptances, the acceptance of that gift costs mm-hmm. people differently. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like it costs you differently. Yes. Right? Yes. It didn't cost me as much from a family standpoint, but obviously it costs me differently in my context, in mm-hmm. the choices I made and mm-hmm. in the in the ways I lived, in the words I used. Right. Yes. So it has different costs that different people have to pay while accepting that mm-hmm. gift. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So any any more details around some of the you know price that you've had to pay as you accepted this gift of Christmas and gift of the Lord? I think one was family, second was friends, right? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Third is workplace, right? Yes. You've, you've had to yes. explain and, you know, uh, tell people about what you believed and the way you worked and certain things that you put your foot down on. Yes. And all of that has had, you know, you've mm-hmm. had to pay a price. Everybody mm-hmm. has to pay a price. When it came to your health, right? I think. Yes. Did people come back and say, <laughs> associate your sickness to the decision you made? Of course, of course. That comes uh, very naturally. Yeah. Um, and especially for uh, someone who comes from a different faith, I'm sure uh, across the world, um, you know, people who come from other faiths into accepting uh, Jesus, um, it's always um, that you will be cursed by your previous gods mm. and that uh, for me this curse is through my health um, and there will be a downfall um, but for me it was not anything new thankfully because the scriptures say I mean don't <laughs> do not be surprised mm. if you go through persecution um, you need if, if you're being tried you're blessed and uh, that's that that is counterintuitive right <laughs> when it comes to whether you believe in the universe uh, and the energies of the universe and positivity um, and things like that it's the for everything i see that there is a materialism attached you know nobody wants to we none of us want to naturally go through a trying time. A crisis, any crisis. Any crisis. Right. I mean, still, if, if you were to ask a person, hey, you're going to go through pain the next uh, 24 hours, <laughs> <laughs> you know, do you want to? Obviously not. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, the beauty of living uh, this pain is that you have the assurance that the Lord will provide, that He will manage. He will send help. And if, if we see sometimes, uh, not, I would not say sometimes, most of the times it's just miraculous. To When we turn and look back, that's when we realize how miraculous that presence of the Lord has been uh, for us. Right. right. Yeah. So when the outside world talks about, hey, you've accepted this gift, look what it's done to you. Mm-hmm. And when you've personally gone through the experience yourself, you see a different world, right? Yes. And your world is yes. not like what somebody else is saying. It's right. like, whoa, I'm seeing, I've heard you say, I'm seeing more God clearly than yes. previously. How is that? How is that possible? As It's possible because it's 
we hear you say that, I've heard you say that multiple times. Explain a little bit around how does God's voice become clearer as you go through crisis? So when we go through crisis, um, now again, I would say there are two responses. Either we are bitter or we take it head on. Um, you know, again, in the physical. Yeah. You benefit or you, you become bitter. Right, right. But... If you do not have a point of reference that's outside of you, even the so-called uh, positive people who are, you know, ready to take on the challenge head on mm. fall away mm. at some point. Mm. Um, that is the best part about Jesus. He, through his word, what he says is that he is the maker and he's refining us. And when he's refining us, it does not mean that he's just sending us through fire. Um, he is coming alongside. He's teaching us different things. He, first of all, um, and I think the biggest, um, you know, understanding that I have had through all these experiences is the fruit of the Spirit. That's what he's trying to bring out um, of us, you know. That's what he's trying to... Um, make sure is born in us uh, that fruit of the spirit love joy patience kindness endurance like it's just it's remarkable to see which n i would say no experience can uh, like that can bring that about question for you and you know before i assert my assumption does crisis lead you to more loneliness personally Like all of the noise around you kind of just shuts out and the pain becomes in some sense overwhelming. Yes, yes. And you have to live with your own self. Mm -hmm. And that's where, you know, I'm connecting the thought back saying God with us. Mm -hmm. You see him, mm -hmm. I think, much more clearly. Yes, yes. Right. In the moment, in the pain. Right, right. I, I've, I've heard you say that, but I'm just trying yes. to put some... I still remember a, a dear friend of mine uh, when I started having my health issues and I think I had, uh, you know, shingles. I had an attack of uh, shingles and I'm sure a lot of <laughs> listeners uh, who have had shingles will tell you that the pain is absolutely horrid. Mm. And my friend read about, uh, my, this dear friend of mine read up about that and she called me up and she said, um... I just cannot imagine what you're going through right now. You know what? What I do not like about this friendship part is that um, I can see you suffer, but I cannot feel your pain. Mm. And that that I thought was very profound. She she badly wanted to feel my pain, and that is very sweet of her. Uh, but that's the difference. Jesus Christ feels your pain mm. because he has gone through it. That's awesome. He has gone through every bit of that, whether take physical pain, mental pain, emotional pain, take any kind of pain. I think he's gone through it. Yeah. Um, and when, when you're going through that suffering, it, the best companion you can have is Jesus. Nobody else, whether it's your children or whether, you know, your parents, you as a husband, 
when you shut your, you know, everything out, um, when you're suffering and just call upon the Lord, He will speak to you. He will speak to you and He will answer. At least, uh, you know, um, there is this, there is this peace that comes with the companionship of Jesus. That is awesome. I haven't heard that thought before, but it's awesome to kind of know. You know, God with us has a different meaning now. There's a little bit of a different meaning now as I hear that God understands, feels our pain. Mm-hmm. He's not just with us like somebody who's in our house living, but he is with us. Right. And with us has a lot of meaning. And yeah, this 2020 has been a challenging year for many, right? Um, you know, for um, uh, us. Um, um, so, you know, we, we've got to, we've got to find a, um, you know, we've got to find a, find our, our anchor in the Lord, you know, for, you know, many different situations, many different contexts. I, I really think that it's it's been a rough year for many and, Yes. People are really looking for hope. Yes. Um, people are looking for the answer. And it's right in the season. Mm-hmm. I'd say the gift is being given. That gift costs God everything. Mm-hmm. Because he sacrificed his very life. It was not just being born as a little kid, but sacrificing his very life for us. It cost him everything so yes. that we can get it freely. And now we can enjoy it. Thank you, Mama. Thank you, Maya, for um, this wonderful time that we spent together. Um, Maybe more to come. Yes, thank you so much. Thank you. (laughs) Bye-bye. Thank you, friends, for listening. I don't know if you noticed, I was fumbling for words in the end of the episode. That was because Nia, our elder daughter, um, suddenly appeared in the room that we were recording without notice. So apologies for that. But I really want to thank you for listening to this episode and being on the podcast. Um, Share the well. Hope it encouraged you as we exit this tough year 2020 into the new year 2021. I want to encourage uh, all of us to take opportunities to encourage one another in the hope and peace that is overflowing in our hearts because of the reason for the season, uh, Jesus, who has come to give himself to us and all the blessings with him. Have a wonderful new year and uh, I look forward to joining you guys in the new year and bringing more of these uh, discussions to you all. Take care. God bless. Bye.